what was like maybe one or two takeaways that you found that really drove home this point of the change about who the customer was? Well, I don't get, I, I think my answer is not going to address your question directly, but oh, I, I think nothing but I think, ever changes. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> I mean, you're just you're just the one asking the questions. I'm the one that gets to talk. So. I, I think that one of the key points that I and what I got out of it was learning that it doesn't really matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. What what matters most is what you do, how you behave. That was Michael Ozan, one half of the award-winning dynamic podcasting duo of Manager Tools. And that was just one of the many management insights that you will learn during today's show. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and I'm Gerald Johnson. Masterminds of Business is an uplifting and informative show about the accomplishments and challenges that entrepreneurs and corporate leaders face during their careers. Our guests have mastered the four building blocks of business, processes, people, customers, and resources through hard work and perseverance. During today's show, we will delve into the people aspect of business with Michael Ozan. We hope you'll be inspired by the tenacity of our masterminds, giving you the courage and the knowledge to conquer the hurdles that you face in your own life and career. Born and raised in California, Mr. Ozan attended West Point, where he obtained a degree in mechanical engineering. Before starting his award-winning Manager Tools podcast with co-founder Mark Hortzman, Mike was part of the management teams of Mobile Oil Corporation and MCI. He also launched San Vito Restaurants. Since the launch of their podcast in 2005, Mike Ozan and Mark Hortzman's weekly podcast, Manager Tools, has attracted a variety of listeners. The podcast won the People's Choice Podcast Award for several years in a row and averages over 1.4 million downloads per month. Manager Tools' client list includes Apple, AT&T, and FedEx. Mike has a great deal of knowledge about managing people, and I'm happy to have him here today. His story begins in Pomona, California. Well, I'm so glad to have Michael Ozan here with us today. Let's get right into this. You okay. know what, Mike? I know that when you were young and you were growing up, you didn't say to yourself, when I grow up, I want to be a podcaster. Anyway, so how did you get into podcasting? Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 57 years old, so it could be a really long story. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to make it that long. <laughs> okay. So probably start, you know, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. In a place called Pomona. And, Pomona. And then when I was nine, we moved up to San Francisco. And one of the things that happened, you know, I'm nine years old. And I, I, I don't know how I became a complete, became a complete geek, right? So, <laughs> so why do I know this? I know. So I, so I had, so I think the closest thing in my in my childhood to podcasting was, I had a CB, Citizen Band Radio. Remember those things? I you do. Ten four, good buddy, and all that I, stuff. I, I knew what a CB was, but I never knew that it was called a Citizen's Band Radio. Yeah, you knew what a CB, right? So <laughs> yeah, see, I was really into it. I knew what it, actually the letter stood for. Okay. And then I, and then I became an, and then I had an, uh, my amateur radio operating license. Okay. So I was like, you know, 
talking to people around the world. And, and probably amateur radio and CBs probably was as close to podcasting as, as you, you could get. As you could get back then. So, wow. Um, and I only now just kind of put those two together. Okay. But, so, right now, right this particular moment this in particular time. Moment. So, <laughs> so, okay, so fast forward. Interesting enough, when I was in, in high school, junior in high school, I was going to be one of two things. I was either going to be a professional jazz trombonist. That didn't work out. Well, I was a terrible trombonist. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was going to go to West Point. So I ended up up going. Went to West Point. I went to West Point. And so I was in the Army for for seven years. I started to learn programming. And then when I got out, I got out of the Army after seven years, and I went and joined Mobile Oil. And, of course, that's, for those who don't know, that's where I first met Gerald. That's right. He was my uh, sponsor, so to speak. He was supposed (laughs) to show me all the ropes. (laughs) And so and my job was a programmer. So I had been doing it as a hobby. Um, Mobile Oil didn't didn't hire me to become a programmer. They hired me to learn programming, right, and then ultimately become a lead in management and that kind of stuff. That was the whole objective. And our director at the time, Mike Shields, you remember oh, Mike I Shields? I do remember Mike Shields. <clears throat> was one of the most awesome managers awesome ever. Awesome manager. I hope he hears it and he can hear how much we both respect him. He was. He was great. He was phenomenal. He was I, great. I never understood that guy. He walked in, walked into it. You walk into his office and his 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 desk. It had nothing on it. It, it, had, it had one piece of paper on it, and I didn't really realize it at the time. I've since learned that's one of the reasons why he was so effective, right, is yeah. that, that he learned how to focus on one thing at a time. Whatever yeah. he was focusing on, and if it was if you were in his office or I was, was in office, he was focusing on us, right? Yeah. And that's all he had on his desk. Anyways. <clears throat> he was great. So, so did that. I went to MCI. I, after five or six years at Mobile Oil, I went to MCI. Spent several years in MCI. And at some point, I'm IT, so I'm a, I'm a senior executive director of IT. I have, I don't know, 500, 600 people, uh, IT organization. I had taken over the organization, had a bunch of challenges. I had set these five, four or five kind of key metrics that all my senior managers and their managers said were impossible. <laughs> we, we, they didn't know. They did not know Michael Ozan. Like I know Michael Ozan. So they weren't impossible. We achieved we achieved all of them. It was a great success story. And of course, now I, these these metrics that these objectives we set were based upon me going and talking to my customers, right? right. Marketing and sales, internal customers, about what you know what would it, what would we have to do to turn this thing around? And so they said, this is what they told me. So we did it. And a year later. They still hated us. Like, oh my God. So I so Mark Horseman, my now business partner at Manager Tools, had his own management consulting company. And so I called Mark up and said, Hey, dude, I don't know what I did wrong, but I think I think what I do, I think I just need different metrics. I think I just need different metrics. So why don't you come help us? We'll do this thing called balance scorecard. Which oh, is really I do big. balance scorecards too. I love that stuff. So we're gonna do balance balance scorecards. So say, hey, come on in. Help me out. So he did. So I engaged him in a consulting engagement, and I gave him pretty much gave him free reign. Said, "Dude, you just you you have carte blanche. You can talk to anybody, go anywhere. I don't care. Just just we just got to turn this thing around. The customers hate us." So after about two weeks, he comes back and in my office, I say, um, "Okay, so what are we gonna do on this balance scorecard?" He goes, he "Goes, dude. Now we're both from California, so we say, dude. So right. Sorry. So, dude, your problem is not balance scorecard. It's not metrics. It's none of that. So, well, what is it? It's people." people, right? Did you have the wrong people? No, we had great people. The problem is they didn't know who the customer was. They didn't know who the Quality customer. Assurance thought development was the, the the customer. The development guys thought it was QA was the customer. They thought pro- they didn't know who the customer Bunch was. Bunch of confusion. No alignment. But no alignment. Absolutely. So we spent a lot of time around getting that kind of alignment and having IT folks who are traditionally not known 
really well known for being great people. People, but you know what? We're both IT <clears throat> folks, and we're great people. People. I don't know. I work hard. You're you're naturally at it. I have to work very very hard at it, as you know. Like, no, my, I that's don't not know. my that's not my natural that's not my natural tendency by any means. And so so really, what we ended up going through with Mark, kind of walking us through this, is really transforming the organization to one being more focused on people and being aligned with the organization. Matter of fact, the experience was so awesome that afterwards I had managers coming into my office literally crying about the difference it made in their lives, both at work and at home, interestingly enough. Wow. Um, and that's, you know, there's not very often where you have consultants come in or you go take people through training and they come into your office so crying just give about me an it. idea of <clears throat> what it was that was making them cry. What was the difference? What was like maybe one or two takeaways that you found that really drove home this point of the change about who the customer was? Well, I don't. Get, I, I think my answer is not going to address your question directly, but oh, I, I God. think nothing I, but, ever changes. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about <laughs> what I want to talk about. I mean, you're just you're just the one asking the questions. <laughs> I'm the one that gets to talk. So uh, I, I think that one of the key points that I and what I got out of it was learning that it doesn't really matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. What what matters most is what you do, how you behave. For example, mm. we had. And this, this is, God, this, this happens so often. We see it in our consulting practice all the time where we talk to a manager or an executive and they're getting feedback through, you know, 360 reviews or something that they're not friendly, right? Not people friendly. don't perceive them as friendly or approachable. And they're going like, hey, I love people. I'm, I'm a great guy. I'm right. a great guy, right? right? How, how can they possibly not, how can they not see that I'm a friendly person? You say, it's like, look, in your head, you are, right? I believe you. If you say that you you love people, <laughs> then you do. The problem is the behaviors that you exhibit don't suggest that. Right. So, for example, you know, we talked to one executive, and we we you know we follow him around and observe his behavior, and he's going to a meeting with a bunch of marketing folks. His customer. This is an IT executive. He's going to a meeting with with um, a bunch of marketing folks, and he sits down. He bring, of course he brings his laptop because he's going to get there a little bit early, and by God, I mean. Don't waste, waste, don't waste time talking to people who right. might be in the room with right. you. Why don't you sit down and have the laptop up? And he's he's pounding away on his keyboard. Now, all his customers are walking into the conference room for this meeting, and he's completely ignoring them. Now, <laughs> in his head, he's telling me, no, I like them. They're really great. I, I love them. It's like, but, dude, you're sitting there talking to your computer. You're typing in your computer. You have 10 of your customers walking into the room, and you do nothing. You do nothing. And so they perceive you as unfriendly. So instead, if you want to be perceived as friendly, if you want the outside view of you to be consistent with how you view yourself, when they walk in the room, stand up, shut your laptop, stand up, walk over to them, put out your hand, shake their hand. And say good morning. And introduce yourself <laughs> and say good morning. Right? Wow, that's and really tr- That's tough stuff right there. You know that, right? I know. That's, <laughs> no, for, for some people... It is tough. And and I think that's that I, I think you just summed it up, which is the secrets of all this stuff, there are no secrets. There, there are, are no, no secrets. secrets. There are right. If you want if you want to succeed in business, whether your own or in somewhere somewhere else, you have to be able to deal with people. You got and so be. learn some simple things like when somebody walks in the room, stand up, walk over, introduce yourself, tell them your name. If you don't know them, introduce yourself, ask them their name. And say their name back, say, well, good morning. Nice to meet you, Gerald. Right. And actually smile. Right. Smile. <clears throat> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a kicker. 
So was that happening when when you brought in your partner? What was his name again? Mark. Mark. When you brought in Mark, was that was that happening there, or is well, this that was, those are the kind of behaviors that, that you, our team that was team exhibiting. Exhibiting. So it, once we changed, it's it's amazing. I could I could tell you story so, after story about. So that guy went lives. home to his wife, and he had the laptop open when he got home, and he never said, "Hey, honey, how you doing?" Huh? Oh, um, <laughs> that is more true than you you might imagine. Wow. So, so okay. So we had this. So I had this experience, and I remember when, when the engagement was done. It was over the course of a year and a half, something like that. When the engagement was done, I told Mark, I said, I "said Dude, again in California, dude, we we got to figure out how to get you in front of more people because he's teaching thirty or forty managers at a time." Right. And I'm thinking, like, you need to you need to teach the world, right? right? We Mark and I, we fundamentally believe that if everybody. If all managers, we're just just we'll just talk about managers now. If all managers performed at their absolute best of their potential, there would be no famine, right? Well, that's true. That everybody would have jobs. It would be a wonderful world. Like we believe that that improving management changes people's lives. lives. And so, said, so, dude, we need to get in front of more people. So this is before the internet, and ultimately, I we in around two thousand and. Five two thousand six. Internet's fairly new. Say, so, okay, we'll put some discussion boards up. We'll create a website. That didn't work. And then my wife at the time in two thousand and four decided Christmas two thousand four gave me an iPod for Christmas, and I learned about this thing called podcast. And there was, and it, it was all geeky stuff, right? Only right. Th- only stuff that I would enjoy, right? <laughs> geeky stuff. And I called Mark up. I said, dude, this is this is what we need to do. We need to do it. We need to do a podcast. And and luckily, what happened is the day after or the day before, I can't remember exactly, we released our first podcast, iTunes and Apple supported podcasts in iTunes. Wow. And so it just... You had the time, pure, the timing. It was just pure luck, right? So oh, we had a management good. podcast when there weren't very many management-related podcasts. Mark's brilliant at this stuff. He's the brilliance behind all the content. He's mm-hmm. brilliant. We do the podcast. It gets ranked highly. We get featured on the iTunes and business oh, section yes. for years. We still are are most often on the featured section. Featured and, in the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> so we so we we're very tools. so we we're we we're very, very fortunate. We've just learned how Michael Ozan ended up as an award winning podcaster. This is MOB, Masterminds of Business, and I'm Gerald Johnson. This is our sixth episode, and if you like what you hear, write a review. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. A couple of quick programming notes. If you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S, or visit us at the web at sabacon.net forward slash mob we like being inspired to do great things so if you're a mastermind and you have a great story to tell or a question to ask please reach out i'm gerald johnson and this is mob masterminds of business coming up how mike avoided disaster in the restaurant business That is like really interesting how you got from West Point to podcasting. I know it wasn't easy. Tell me what obstacles did you face and how did you overcome them to stay on track during your business career? After the whole WorldCom debacle, I, stu- I, st- I stayed around for the, the bankruptcy and there were some things that I was involved in to kind of get us through that. And then I decided like this is just not what I want to do anymore. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But a year prior to leaving WorldCom, 
um, a buddy of mine said, hey, you want to, uh, you know, my, my cousin and I and his, his uh, son-in-law are starting a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't know anything about restaurants, but we want your business acumen. You know something about business. And, you know, you don't need to put any money in. Just you can have 25% of this thing. And work equity. Work equity, exactly. And we're going to put this, we're going to do this restaurant. We're going to build out several restaurants. There's a big plan about how we're going to do that. We'll save that for another day. Um, so I'm so, but when I leave Worldcom, I'm I'm not sure what I want to do long term. Um, I'm thinking I probably go work somewhere else. But I have this restaurant, right? So I said, well, let me. Just, I'll just while I'm figuring out what I want to do, I'll just focus on the restaurants. Right. So I'm an, I'm an accidental restaurateur. Right. I mean, accidental restaurant. Not that I really want to do that. We built the first. So we have the first restaurant. It's doing really really well. Wow. And so we open up. A second restaurant. Okay. Okay. And it's really doing that. And my buddy has my my one of my business partners has a relationship with a banker. So we have we're we're funding this mainly by debt and we're doing well enough that we can pay it down. Um and then we decide we're gonna build the third restaurant. Wow. So, you know, too much success too much growth too fast can like, you know Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, so, so so this is so this is where so I kind of so I didn't do really due diligence. I talked to um, my my business partner about having the funds lined up to build the restaurant. He goes, oh, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it." And you know, and sometimes in the back of your head, you're going like, "Ooh, maybe maybe I ought to ask some more probing questions, or maybe I ought to, ought to impinge on the relationship a little bit mm-hmm. to get details." But I didn't. I had that that thought, but I didn't. And we get through. Um, we get halfway through the building of the third restaurant. Now these things. You know, probably about eight hundred thousand dollars is what we're taking right. to build them. We get about halfway through. Right? We're supposed to open up in a month or so, and uh, <laughs> he tells me uh, we don't have any more money. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, like hey, no what? More money? What? <laughs> halfway what? through? Was it, was the shell at least up? Oh, the shell was up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had yeah, but no we, H, no oh, HVC. Oh, yeah. No H- yeah. We signed leases H-back. and the whole oh, the whole thing. So. Um, so we don't have money. Um, and, you know, long story short, th- there were some changes at this this bank, some new management. <laughs> they were like. New president, new management comes in. It got acquired. And uh, they were no longer doing lo- loans based on, you know, French handshake. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's the name of this bank? <laughs> no, 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 never mind. Yeah, I'm like, I need to go to that bank. Not anymore. You don't. <laughs> um, so so I didn't do that. I didn't. I did really. I was. Too trusting, too right? trusting. In sense of you know the whole trust but verify or whatever. So, so that was that was a pretty. But hard how did lesson. you get out? Well, hard work, right? Hard so work. we we sat down. Me and one of the other partners sat down and we put together a five year plan and put the you know the projections, cash projections, the whole the whole thing together. We put this thirty page PowerPoint investor kind of presentation presentation deck. together, and we went out and won. Got the bank to loan us more money, and also went and got some in- investors. So it wasn't the so end of the world. It wasn't the end of the world. Man, I learned learned some some. <laughs> I learned some interesting skills. What did uh, you? What skills did you learn? I became much better in finance. Okay, and it's amazing to me the number of people who are in their own business that don't understand finance. Like okay, you you, you got to understand like the back of your hand. Yes, I, I don't you understand. Do. I don't understand that st- that that saying because I don't know the back of my hand at all. But you know, <laughs> you need to know. You need to know finance real well. And today, how we handle finance today in, in managed tools is much, much different than we did in the restaurants. We go through our PL, we go through the balance sheet every single week. We go through the PL. Wow. At ev- 
that's at, at a line. I mean, at the at a level of detail you wouldn't imagine. We go through PL, the counts, accounts receivable we go through every week, cash, all that stuff. And every week. part of that's born out of out of um, my experience in the restaurants. Wow. Um, that's really good stuff. That That's one of the takeaways. So I'm just going to repeat that. and Because I see this in my business, too. You have to go through your P&L. It is not something that you just give your accountants to do taxes once a year. You don't manage your business by your bank account. You manage it by every line item. Can you imagine? <laughs> it floors me, but it happens. I talk to people all the time who are entrepreneurs, have a small business. Yep. Might be five people, might be... 100 people, yep. right, or a 200-person organization, and you'll ask something something simple like, well, where are the majority of your costs? What are your big ticket items in terms of cost? <laughs> and they look at you like, like what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, well, oh, okay. It, well. that, it, it is pretty bad, but that is a very interesting takeaway. We've been listening to Mike Ozan tell us how he averted disaster in the restaurant business. Mike and his partner had to summon all of their finance and planning skills to launch their third restaurant in spite of a cash shortfall. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. If you want to get in contact with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us on the web at sabacon.com. Dot net forward slash MOB. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you have a great story to tell or a question to ask, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We pick up our story with Mr. Ozan in the beginning of his podcast and consulting business career. How did you go from podcasting? Like, you know, you're on a podcast. You don't get any money from that. How did you get from that? You know, speaking of podcasting, and you're doing it with Mark, and everything's going well. You came in at the right time, and then transitioning the podcast to now it's a business, and you get your first client. How did that happen? Okay, all right. So, you know, remember when I'm so I'm doing the podcast. We started the podcast. I have my first restaurant. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I had left. I had left M- MCI Worldcom at that point, and so I'm futzing around with the 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 restaurant that's a technical term futzing around that, yeah that's it that's it um, futzing around with the, the the restaurants while I figure out what I want to do when I grow up um, and so I learned about podcasts and I convinced Mark to do a podcast so we started doing the pod so we're doing the podcast and the idea wasn't to be, build a business we were just Mark had his management consulting company right I was a fan right I loved management. what he did Mark and I went, we were West Point classmates together I probably didn't mention it we were West Point classmates okay. together we served in the army together we had some common experiences around seeing units going from the absolute worst in the army to arguably one of the best, best. in the army and the impact on people and it's it, it just a f- phenomenal so we always had this joint love of an interest in leadership and management and what makes great managers so I was kind of more interested in, I was interested in it. It wasn't really my business. Mark was in the business. And so that's kind of how the, that's kind of how it got the started. podcast started. And so I'm, again, I'm futzing around. I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I was talking to, uh, taking a, about taking a CIO job at another telecommunications job. And about that same time, Mark, we, st- we had started getting listeners and people would call us. Hey, will you come help us? Will you come help us? Will you come help us? Wow. And so at some point, it was pretty clear. Now, we didn't have any revenue yet, but at some point, it, it was, was just clear. clear that there was a demand. And right. so now 
I'm not really loving what I'm doing. I'm learning a lot in the restaurants, but I'm not really loving what I'm doing. I want to do something. I've always had kind of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. In my, That's why we get along first, so well. The first, you know, the first mag. You know, I'm a, a brand new second lieutenant at West Point. I ended up my first unit, and the first magazine I subscribed to. You think be Army Times or something to do with mechanics. popular science? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> popular mechanics. Forbes. Forbes. Oh, okay. That's okay, worked. So, That'll work. So clearly, I had this kind of interesting. Don't long you time. say you were a geek, not well, a I'm business a, person? No, uh, let me stop. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, yeah, I'm. A, I'm a geek. <laughs> so we're. So we're. So I have the CIO job that, that I'm getting offered. We're starting to get this this you know interest from listeners about coming consulting, and so I had to make a decision like, What's go take do? a job that has. Good salary, good bonus, good benefits. Your traditional, like, okay, it's a CIO job. Great, you've right. you've arrived, right? Kind of. There's right. in my head a little bit. Um, or I can go down this thing that I think would be really fun and interesting that has absolutely zero revenue. <laughs> but you so, got passion for it. <clears throat> but I had passion for That's it. That's it. Right? And so, of course, well, of course, you know the answer to that right, is right. I picked the zero revenue thing. So we started so we we started getting calls for consulting, which really started to, to help. Now it wasn't paying the bills at all. And then Mark and I are sitting one time we're talking about the business. So now we have a business, a fledgling business, right? And I forget how it is, but Mark said, "Hey, you know what we could do? We could do a conference." I said, "We need a conference." Yeah, we do. We'll do a one-day conference. We'll we'll invite people on the podcast to come to the conference. We'll you know we'll do it at some hotel, and you know in ten minutes he jotted down what the agenda would be. It had to be fleshed out, obviously. Right. Um, much kind of a lot of the stuff that he had shared with us in back in my MCI days. So he said, "Fine, okay. So how many people do we get? I don't know. Who who knows? So anyway, we ended up getting a we ended up getting 104 people showing up the first one. Each one, you know, I think we charged a thousand dollars. So okay. 104,000 <laughs> <Well, laughs> in one day. One day he was like, "Hey, we hit the jackpot. That's a good model. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good model. So we we're so we so we started doing public. So that one worked. So we started doing more. So we now and wow. now we did. Um, I think you know we we do them. Um, I think last year we did a hundred conferences, you know, wow. United States, um, London, Frankfurt, Shanghai, so all of uh, Australia, so all over the world we're doing these, these conferences, conferences on, you know, the first one is about effective management, the effective management conference, and we have one on effective communications, and we have one on effective interviewing, so we have three conferences we put on around the world these days, and oh, well, that's plus, plus the consulting, and then we have, you know, digital products and that, that kind of stuff, so it kind oh, of, good. we had an idea, a passion for, for management and leadership, um, we had somebody, Mark, right. who, who's brilliant at this stuff. Let's not forget Mike either, the uh, M&M crew, we call <clears throat> you guys M&Ms. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I just tag along on his coattails, <laughs> and so we, we have this, this great content. Um, that's repeatable, easy. You know, it's easy to teach, right? It's easy to execute. It's repeatable, and it produces results every single time. All right. So let's 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 go give our audience a little taste of Manager's Tools. So I just want to reiterate: this is Mike Ozan from Manager's Tools, and we're going to give you a little itty bitty taste of what the philosophy behind the M M&M and M brothers, Mike okay. and Mark, <laughs> and their management, their manager tools, uh, leadership, and management model. Okay, so I got I get, I mentioned a key piece of that earlier, which is it's not about what you think, it's about not what you know, it's about what you how do. you behave, right? That's that's it. You want to be friendly, 
shake people's hands, call them by their name, smile. <laughs> I know. And some of you got like, I don't smile. It's just, it's just me. It's just the way. I, it's just the way I am. People <sighs> have to accept that. Okay. Well, then people, then you just have to accept that people are not going to think you're friendly. Right. right. You got to, right. you got to smile, folks. You got to smile. Gotta smile. It's, it, and I, I'm not even charging you for that advice. It, it will change if you're one of those, like 50 percent of us who are not natural smiles. Do that, and your career will, will take off. So smile. Just smile. Just smile. It's not real hard. So, okay. So. It's all it's all behavior based. So that said, and I'll get to behavior in a second. There are four things that we believe great managers do, and we and we we believe this because we've observed it throughout our for our military career as well as our as our corporate careers. That in and sometimes they do it different in different ways, but all great managers do four fundamental things. One, they have great relationships with their people. They talk. You talk to the people, and they say, "I love my boss. He listens to me. I talk to him all the time." He, he, he gives me advice. I mean, it's they just have a great relationship. He knows me. He cares about me. Secondly, they give lots of performance. There's a lot of performance communications. Like mm. my 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 best boss. But I had no doubt where she thought I was. Right? <laughs> she when I did something great, she told me I was doing great. When I did something poorly, she told me in no uncertain terms I was doing. Poorly. Now well, she wasn't using our tools, right? But she I I always knew where I where yep. I stood. And sometimes. I didn't like it. Yep. But uh, I mean, you always knew. Louise Charles, if you ever happen to listen to this, you'll have you have no idea the impact you had in, on my life. Um, and at the time, I didn't really like her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so they get lots of performance uh, communications. Um, they get coached. So coaching. Best managers are not are not comfortable or satisfied with your performance where you are right now. They know. They, look, they know that the performance of the organization is, is, is an aggregation of all the behavior of the people, people. in the organization. So right. if the organization is going to get 20% better right. because the competition is getting 20% better, right. then I need to make each individual in my organization 20%, 20% better. better. So it's got continual, continual, continual improvement in, in uh, performance and productivity. And that's through what we call coaching. coaching. And then the fourth thing of the Trinity, now we're, in, we're West Point mechanical engineers, both of us, and folks, we do know that there's only three things in a trinity, but we have four. And the fourth, why we call it four, we call it the silent partner in the trinity, because it's more of an organizational tool versus uh, a a manager tool, and that's one of delegation, right? Delegation. That if you want to grow as a manager, there is a level at, you you can be great at a first level, man, you can be be really, really smart and work really, really hard and do really, really well, but at some point it falls down, Unless you delegate. Unless you delegate, right? So if you want to get better as a manager, you have to continue to take work that you do now that only that you know that you think you can only do today, and push it down to your folks. So I think I missed something. So there's relationships. <clears throat> Good managers have to have great relationships with their people. That's right. And then you said they have to be great coaches. They have to develop their people. They have to inspire them and lift them up and get more out of them continuously. Right. Well, the one before that was the the performance feedback. So oh, performance, I that. Commu- performance, constant, you know, performance. continual performance. Oh, okay. That was when Louise, Louise was giving right, me great right. performance. Oh, feedback. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I, I, I thought we didn't call just... feedback at the time. We called it pretty much an ass chewing, but that's <laughs> <laughs> it worked. But it does work. It does work. We do have to get feedback. So let me repeat it now. Let me see if I got it right. Great relationships, performance feedback coaching and then the silent partner is delegation delegation right so those are things they do so the question is like you can tell people like yeah you got to do those things but somebody says well 
I think I have great relationships with my people. Of course, we go talk to their people, and they say, no, they, no, he, does, no he doesn't. Right. Um, so the question is, how do you do that? And so our models are very, again, behavior-based. So we have – it's it sounds mechanical. It seems kind of scripted, and it is. It's if you want to do – if you want to have great relationships with your people, there is one way to do it. There's other ways to do it, but there's one way we know that we can teach you and you can do, and it will work every single time, and that is weekly, 30-minute, one-on-ones with your folks. So to develop a relationship. Right, and we have a very prescribed way it is. It's, it's 10 minutes for them, 10 minutes for you, 10 minutes about the future. Folks, you start off the one-on-one. It is your direct time, and if right. they take all 30 minutes, then that's fine. Right. right. So we have a very prescribed way of doing one-on-ones. We have a feedback model in terms of how to get how to how managers can effectively give feedback to their folks, and it's not the sandwich technique. Sandwich technique does not work. <laughs> um, but we have we have a we have a model for giving a feedback that sounds pretty much like a script. Tell people what the sandwich technique. I know what it is, but just tell people what the sandwich technique. Just in case somebody's listening, sandwich technique. What's sandwich technique? Well, sandwich technique is the idea of you you want to you have something bad you want to tell somebody. Generally, right. people right. Try, don't try a sandwich technique on good things. Matter of fact, they generally don't share good things with their directs. They tend to just talk about negative things. Our model is not that. We say 90% of the feedback you give, just be clear, right. 90% of the feedback you give to your directs ought to be positive. Right. Positive, right? Positive, positive feedback. Matter of fact, you could go years and give nothing but positive feedback, and your organization would do, do better. The sandwich technique is I'm worried about your reaction because I think you're a little child, and you can't take negative feedback, right, because you're just because you're, you're – particularly you because you're such I, a sensitive – I'm sensitive. sensitive I man. am sensitive. <laughs> you're sensitive, Sucks. I know, and everybody – anybody – somebody says something slightly negative to you, you just take great offense. I really do. Um, <laughs> oh, folks, your, your, your folks are not, are not wallflowers. They can take it, believe me. But what they think, they think they, they can't take it. So what they do, they say something positive. Gerald, you look really, really nice. And the, the tie, you have a really, folks. He looks very, he looks very stunning. I'm very, I'm very impressed. But um, your podcast, total crap. That's total crap. But hey, and but 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 your tie, really, really good. good, really good, right? Sandwich so, the good, Spanish the bad mm-hmm. news inside of the good. Yeah, and there and there's so much there's so much bad about what I just did. Like the idea. But that, you know where they get that from? The one minute manager. Remember that book? Yeah, I do. Part, did it? Part of, did it part, talk about the sandwich? Technique it didn't in there? say the sandwich, but I know it was always first of all, it was praise in public, uh, not criticized, but you oh know, no, I think that's what it said: praise, praise in public, public criticize in private. private. And then there was one about always end on the good note, like always end on the good note. I believe. So even if you did say something negative, you always tried to not end on the sour right. sour note. Right. I think. I might be wrong. Forgive yeah, me, Ken no, Blanchard. I, if I, I think that I, yeah, I think you're pretty close there. I don't remember the last part of that, but I, I, I might be wrong. <clears throat> if I'm wrong, forgive me, Ken Blanchard. I think you're right. He, he might. He <laughs> well, well, I think the, in, the interesting thing about those models there's there's a bunch of stuff negative. Like for example, telling me you're telling you your podcast is junk, right? Which is not true. I've listened to it, um, but even then, that's not terribly useful, right? Because right. what are you gonna do, what are you gonna do with that information? Nothing. Right. So what I have Can't to say. Do anything. So what what. So what behavior are you exhibiting? Like, what would you change? Right. Oh, Gerald, you say you have a lot of ums and ahs. Right. Well, that would be sp- – okay, that's something I can I action. Do. Right. right. I, I, can't, can. I can't go from being crap to being great. I don't know. Well, I can change the number of ums and ahs, right? right? So that would be an example of more effective feedback. Um, so – Oh, so you just said um. <laughs> well, I say it all the I time. Can't, I have a now great, I can't edit that um out. <laughs> yeah. If, you can do, if, if I do podcasting, you have to have a great editor, I must, I must say, which we do, which we do on the show. Paul Vigiani is one of the, the best out there. He's awesome. I think the other thing about our feedback model is, I guess the key is, feedback 
in our model takes 10 seconds. 10 seconds? 10 seconds. 10 seconds. So I'll, I'll just give you an example right now. Uh, Joe, can I give you some feedback? Sure. When you, when you wear a tie like that to a, an event like this, it makes the person you're interviewing feel important, as if you cared about them and you dressed up for them. They really appreciate it. Please keep it up. Thank you so much. I, I, I didn't think of it that way. Thank you so much. That's it, right? So if you, if you did that with somebody, it could take 10 seconds. The next time they think about next time you, I guarantee you, next time you think about dressing up for somebody in your interview, you're going to say, oh, wow, that time made a difference for Mike. So maybe I'll do that again, right. which is all you want folks to do, right? The whole purpose of feedback is to get people to repeat good, good behavior, right? right? And in the case, if they did something negative, is to not do that yes, <laughs> and yes. do something different, right? Yes. That's it. That's right? all and it we takes, want. And literally takes 10 seconds. It's wow. not it's not a big blown up, you know, emotional conversation. You know, it's something that I realized I do consulting as well. And something that I realize is sometimes whether you're talking about leadership or strategic analysis or business planning or management, it's never like this rocket science. You know, we come up with all these fancy terms. Harvard goes and they publish something. It's like <laughs> all these fancy. But it's never really rocket science. It's always back to the basics, as we used to say, the blocking and the tackling, you know, the making sure you communicate well to your people, making sure you thank them for what they're doing well, right. telling them how you feel about them when they do something well and not only when they do something poorly. You know, and I have a, you know, it's a funny thing, even though I'm saying this, I have a problem doing that too, you know. I bet you my sons would go, hey, he never has anything good to say. You know, you, you always, you gotta try. It's something you gotta work at. I don't think, I think it's our human nature to take for granted the good and focus on the bad. That's right. Yeah, both with people external to ourselves, to uh, with other people, we tend to do that right. directs, but also with ourselves. With also right? with ourselves. Like I never, I I never give myself credit for anything I've, oh. I've done right. Right. Oh. Well, that's not, I'm I'm learning. Right. But man, oh man, if 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 I do something wrong, I can beat myself. Up yeah, I know and the feeling. And that's not useful. And that's not useful at all. Right. I know and, the feeling. and you know, people forget sometimes. Like if you're if you're somebody's boss, you know, there's there's we Mark often talks about this this sign on your forehead. Every boss. And the higher in the organization you go, the bigger and brighter the sign is. And the boss said, the, the sign on your head says, watch out, I'm your boss, I can fire you. <laughs> right? That's what the sign says. And when you're angry, when you raise your voice, it's big, bold, blinking letters, right? right. And if you're really nice, it dims a little bit and it gets a little smaller, but it's always there. That's the filter right. which, which your people um, take your feedback. So you got to be careful. Like even negative when. Like one of my rules about giving feedback is I never give feedback if I can't chuckle about it. That's right. my rule because I know that if I'm if I'm angry and I give feedback, I don't care how I choose my word. It's going to be really really clear that, that I'm angry, it. and so I'll wait. I'll you just wait. wait. I'll just wait a couple of days. I'm I'm cool. Say and then I can say, Hey Gerald, can I give you some feedback? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> we were in that call the other day and you kept interrupting the client and they were getting <laughs> agitated. <laughs> I don't think that really helped us a lot. Could you do that differently next time? Yes, yeah. Right. So I can chuckle about it. Now, maybe the day after, I'm not ready to chuckle about it. But right. you're, you're more willing to take that feedback and do something with it, right, than you would be if I just got on your butt. Right. So if I got on your butt about it, you'd be like, oh, what a jerk. I, and, and you'd be thinking jerk. about what a jerk I am rather than how could you change performance to be more effective. All I can say is Wow. Michael Ozan just explained how his fledgling podcasting business got started. And he also explained four of the components of manager tools, one-on-one -on -one relationships, 
giving performance feedback, coaching, and the fourth dimension delegation. I learned so much and I hope you did too. Coming up, Michael Ozan tells us what he wishes he knew when he graduated from West Point. I'm Gerald Johnson, and this is MOB, Masterminds of Business. If you want to get in contact with us here at MOB, you can reach us at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and on Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Or visit us on the web at sabacon.net forward slash M-O-B. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you are a mastermind and you have a great story to tell or a question to ask, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, we're coming pretty close to the end here. I just have one quick question. Oh, my God. Here it comes. What would you tell that young cadet at West Point way back then, graduating from West Point? What would you tell them, knowing what you know now, what would you tell them to do differently? To do differently? Mm -hmm. Oh, easy. Easy. It's, 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 dude, it's not about you. It's It's about other people. Wow. It's not about you. Get out of your own head. You know, talk to people, care about other people, show them you care, right? Figure out, the question is not, how do you succeed? That's not, that's not the question you ought to be asking yourself. How do you succeed? How do you get to the top? Those are the questions I ask myself. The question you ought to be asking is, how do I serve other people? How to be a servant how leader. How to be a servant leader, right? Wow. And, and I, I even hate saying, you know, I mean, you said it, so I not like I hate saying it, but, but it, you heard that so much that, it just kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit, but how do you how do you serve other people? And that's not a, it's it's not only a question for yourself; it's a question for your organization. We ask ourselves, managers, all the time: is how do we better serve our customers? Right? right? How do we produce more value? And the money will come. Now, I'm not okay. I'm not Pollyannish about that. You have to right. You have to engage in the business, and and you have to make money. You can't give it away for for free forever, and not and stay in business at least. Um, but figure out how do you how do you give value? How you get a dollar for a hundred dollars of value, right? Right. Not how do I get a dollar for a dollar? That doesn't work. People, that doesn't work. How do you get a dollar for a hundred dollars of value? And you give enough hundred dollars of value, there's enough dollars to make you and your employees your employees happy. So I that's wow. the advice I would tell my myself is focus on focus on other people. Wow. That is really great advice. That is really great advice. Mike, thank you so much for coming today. I've been waiting for a long time, and I'm so happy to have you. It means so much to me to have you here, to be looking at you and thinking about all these memories that we've lived together. We have a long history, and I wish you continued success with Manager Tools and in your life, and thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you. I enjoy I enjoyed having this. This was a lot of fun. I was worried that you were really going to pull out some oh, stories. Oh, give me a <laughs> break. But, but believe me, Gerald has seen... Oh man, so many, so many mistakes. Okay. So, so you've seen some of but, mine too. But we, we won't talk but, about. It. We digress. But we learned. So. But we learned. Okay. So, thank you, sir. This was this is this is wonderful. All right, Enjoyed thank it. you. I want to thank Mr. Michael Ozan from Manager Tools for taking the time to be with us here today. Here's what I learned after speaking with Mike. One, it doesn't matter what you think. What matters most is what you do and how you behave. And I want to add what you say, because what you say will manifest itself in your actions. Two, if you want to succeed in business, you have to be able to deal with people. You have to learn the simple things like greeting people when they come in a room, saying hello with a smile on your face, asking their name and remembering their name. Three, 
New business ideas should be teachable, repeatable, and produce results every single time. Four, there are four things that great managers do. They have great relationships with their people. They give constant performance feedback and communication. They coach to produce increased productivity and they delegate. They're not afraid to delegate. Five, have weekly 30-minute one-on-ones with your folks. Six, 90% of the feedback you give should be positive. Use positive reinforcement instead of negative reinforcement. Seven, it's not all about you. It's about other people. The question's not, how do you succeed? The question is, how do you serve other people? How do you become a servant leader? Well, that's it for today. I also want to thank our engineer extraordinaire, Frank Sterling. And if you want to learn more management techniques from Michael Ozan and Mark Hortzman of Manager Tools, please see the show notes for the links to their podcast and website. If you want to get in touch with us here at MOB, you can reach us at sabacon.net forward slash MOB or at Sabacon Ideas on Twitter and Facebook. That's S-A-B-A-C-O-N-I-D-E-A-S. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, write a review. And remember, until next time, nothing happens unless you make it happen. (laughs) 